Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Acidic Podcast. Hey. You guys, Alexis just crisped me. <laughs> <laughs> but with my voice. <laughs> if you know the TikTok trend, you know. Yeah, I was um, literally I about to... on this morning. Wait, I want to see. <laughs> the Chris Jenner one. Like, her president. <laughs> Guys, we're such trendy social media. Except that this episode's coming out, like, by the time that this comes out, it'll be, like, very over. <laughs> Everyone's, like... It's, like, already made it to Instagram Reels. Yeah, <laughs> It's that old. You guys are, like... Oh, my God. Love I it. love it. Um, but before we talk shit, um, today we had AK from Drip, Drip Jewelry on. Um, she owns a size-inclusive and hypoallergenic and amazing high-quality jewelry company, um, she makes all kinds of jewelry. She hand makes everything and she's just a really, really cool person. She actually supplied the jewelry for our branding photo shoot. So if you guys have seen those photos on socials, the jewelry we're wearing, everything other than Alexis's engagement ring and my grandma's, um, ring is drip. So you guys definitely should check her website out, um, either before you listen or while you're listening. So you can kind of have an idea of the stuff that she makes, um, but, oh, we have a special guest, and it's Rue, everybody. Hey, I know Rue. everybody's super excited about that. Um, but, yeah, we kind of talked about all things from, like, starting your business to, like, values in your business, I guess, and um, like hesitation kind of just the before starting, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then, like, the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and kind of, like, the benefits and the struggles of that. Um, so it was a really, really great episode, and it was actually – we chatted for a while. So we're not going to bore you guys for too long with our – blabbering yeah with our mouthing off Mm -hmm. this intro but um it's actually how long has it been since you left it's been um a week and a half yeah like a week and a half also i just have to say i got for the photo shoot i got uh dip nails Mm -hmm. and is this like normal how much this has grown out it's been two weeks I mean, yeah, if your nails grow fast, yeah. My nails grow so fast, and that's why I'm just like, I can't afford to get my nails done, because my nails just grow so freaking fast. I'm like, I would have to get it done, like, once a week. I've gotten my nails done since the photo shoot, because I was ripping all, I was sitting on my couch, ripping all my gel nail polish off, and then I was like, okay, I have to stop myself and go get my nails done, but I'm truly addicted to getting my nails done, um... It's really a problem. Like, people point out how often my nail color changes. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Yeah, I, I I was thinking about this the other day, that, like, my aunt and cousin, they, like, my aunt and uncle moved to Vermont, and we went out to lunch before they had a nail appointment, and I realized, like, I feel like if you got your nails, if you get your nails done, I feel like it literally was, like, if your mom got her nails done when you were a kid because my mom never got her nails done yeah, and like my mom for me, me with her like yeah, I started getting and, my nails done when I was like 11 yeah and for me like getting my nails like Austin's mom will like text me and be like hey want to get my get our nails done and literally to me I'm like no like it's like I yeah. don't some want people to. I've seen TikToks that are like when you're getting your nails done and you're overstimulated and the HGTV is at max volume <laughs> yes. and like you're there's like people like screaming. on their phones and like they're like screaming in the nail salon But to me, I like it. And I, this is so toxic. One of the only times I fully unplug from my phone is when I'm getting my nails done Mm -hmm. because my hands are literally occupied and I keep my phone in my purse. Um, 
and I'm besties with my nail lady. Mm-hmm. So she was so we cute. kind of talk shit. I love her. She's so fun. And she literally knows my name. And I don't know how she knows my name because I don't remember ever telling her. And I think it must be my mom. <laughs> Probably. One time I literally walked in and my mom was walking out. It was one of the first times I went to the nail salon. And this woman was like, is this your daughter? And my mom was like, yes. And she was like, oh, uh, and she looked at me and she was like, she just told me the nicest things about you the entire time she was getting her nails done. I was like, my mom really does walk around this town just like talking about how great I am. I'm like feeling blessed. That's nice. Feeling truly blessed. But my Love mom's it. a sweetie girl. Yes. She's a sweetie girl. Um. Anyway, do we do we have any updates that are pivotal that we tell our audience about? Um. I started school this week. Yes, your last semester. That is crazy. Yeah, I'm like that's it's very exciting. I have extremely mixed feelings about it. I am very excited to be done, but I'm also extremely like sad and mm-hmm. like overwhelmed. And yeah, one of my one of my classes, I thought I was done with group projects, but I am unfortunately not. And sadly, that is not the case. Yeah, my marketing class is like literally only a group project like the entire time and mm-hmm. it's from how it's been going it looks like bestie's gonna be the only one doing stuff so that's fun Ugh. um but but no august 25th i'll be done which seems so insane. insane i have to do my thesis i have to do my thesis that being said can you within the next week do like a interview thing with me like one of those oh yeah girl okay cool you know I always be doing your interviews. Yeah, I was. Queen. I was um literally thinking this morning about who I'm gonna ask, and then I realized it was just all my bridesmaids. Like literally, just all my bridesmaids are gonna be the just the girls. Yeah, just the girls. Just all the girls. Well, because it's about face masks. Like I'm not gonna have Nate do it. Like, no thanks. <laughs> no, I mean Nate has put a face mask. <laughs> Oh my god. Inside jokes. Flaming nerd on the podcast. Flaming yeah. nerd on the podcast. Just kidding, Nate, if you're listening. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Um, anyway, okay, well, I have to go give Rue a bath, so yeah. I think we should go ahead and get into the episode. What do you think? She's a dirty queen. Yeah. She smells horrible. She mm. smells horrible. I was, she was like all up in my face this morning. I was like, I'm so sorry. You have to have a bath today. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess we should just go ahead and get into the episode, so keep listening to hear from AK. Hi, AK. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody the rundown about you and your business? Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Alana, Alana Kendall Voorhees, so <laughs> AK. Um, I'm 27. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I studied fashion merchandising and international business in school. And I make and sell high quality jewelry called drip jewelry so drip is high quality jewelry without the retail markup and there's three major aspects that are really important to me it being hypoallergenic it being size inclusive and it having fair pricing so I just want the jewelry to be really inclusive to everyone and that's kind of like the main thing with drip for me amazing yeah um I love it I'm sure we said this in the intro but we wore drip in our branding photo shoot um almost all the jewelry we were wearing other than my grandma's ring and Alexis's engagement ring yeah. was dripped, so. Yes. We loved it. Yeah, we that was really it. fun. Um, so yeah, that was why fun. don't you go ahead and tell us kind of like how you got started with drip because we know it was kind of like unconventional. Yeah, I, 
So it's kind of a long story. I have been obsessed with jewelry my whole life. I Mm -hmm. always knew I wanted to do this. Always. And then I saw girls doing it and I would get, you know, immensely jealous (laughs) (laughs) that they're doing it and I wasn't. Yeah. Because, you know, just that fear... Fear of failure. I don't think it was fear of failure, though. I think it was just too overwhelmed to know where to totally. start. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of 2020, so March 2020, I got a job after months and months of applica- of uh, interviews. I got a job as a flight attendant. Hmm. Ten days later, boom, COVID lockdown. So I was in this weird limbo of I had a job. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really go get another job. Mm-hmm. One COVID, two I had a job, yeah. and I <laughs> and I was just kind of waiting around to see when they would call me to say, "Hey, you're ready for training." I had my suitcase packed. I actually still have it packed. Oh my god, I still have that suitcase packed <laughs> um, with all my flight attendant clothes. <laughs> Not two years of the flight two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm really weirdly sentimental, and I don't mm-hmm. know. It's at this point, I need to unpack it because Trip's doing great, but like. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's a memento. Yeah. Yes, basically is. And it just lives in this little tiny suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was waiting for them to call me back. And then in the meantime, I was talking to my boyfriend. And he was a new boyfriend. And I told him how I always wanted to make jewelry. He's like, well, let's just do it. Let's go get some tools. So we went to Home Depot that day. He is an action type of guy, but Home Depot wasn't exactly the first spot for my first tools. So we went to Hobby Lobby right after. And um, (laughs) I think that night or that week, I got online and ordered some material because I knew I didn't want the cheapy stuff. I already knew that right off the bat. I wanted it to be good quality. Mm -hmm. So I did the research and found stuff online, made a necklace, which is actually still one of my best-selling necklaces. Um, one of you wore the blue version in your photo shoot. Mm -hmm. So that's the clear one. It's the first thing I ever made. I posted a picture on my personal Instagram story and said, hey, I made this. It's waterproof. Hit me up if you want one. And boom, that was it. Like, that's how it started. I love that. And 15 days later, I had a website. I feel like (laughs) there's something, it's either like... I don't know what kind of personality trait it is, but I know me and Alexis have it and you have it too, where it's like, I have an idea and I'm immediately (laughs) mobilizing on it and immediately it will become so like intense and I might get over it in like a month. But like, if I would like to do something, I will be mobilizing on that and it will be legitimized within about two weeks. Well, I also feel like Like, what, what I hear from you is that like you also... I think Katie and I are like this as well. We are like this with the podcast, but like you think about it and like talk about mm-hmm. it for a while. And then like, as soon as you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's done within like two weeks. Yes. Like you have that like yes. thought process for so long and it's like too long almost where you're like, you psych yourself out about it. And then as mm-hmm. soon as you're like, wait, okay, I can do this. And then you're literally doing it within two weeks. That's a hundred percent Katie and I. Yeah, I, I'm an all or nothing person. Same. Just mm-hmm. full blown Always. all in or all, nothing. In all so that's why I wasn't work. doing it. Yep. I wanted to do it, wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. But right when I kinda had to, because I didn't want to disappoint this new boyfriend who invested in me, you know, <laughs> I was like, Well, I'm going full on. And he was like, 
you know, you don't have to make it a business right away. You can just make jewelry. No. And you were like, no, like, no, 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 this is a business. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If I'm doing it, I'm doing right. it. I'm no, like, what is the point of a hobby? It. I don't need a hobby. I need a, <laughs> I need money. I love, I yeah. also just would love to point out that that is the most boy thing ever to be like, you want to start a, let's go to Home Depot. <laughs> You want to Home Depot? Like, you you want to make okay, jewelry? Sure. Let's go to Home Depot. Let's go to the. And he's like, "There's nothing store. here." You're like, "Okay." I just love. No, I think he, every man like they have a problem, and they're yes. like, "Let's go to Home Depot." I'm like, oh, for real? You don't know how many times I've made a joke in my head. I've never like posted or even told anyone till right now. Made a joke just about I make jewelry for a living. The yeah. amount of times I'm in Home Depot, yeah, right. As a jewelry maker, you would just be shocked. I'm there all the time. There's just he has shown me the light. Oh, he Depot. was he was apparently onto something about the Home Depot. That is hilarious. I love that. Um, yeah. Okay, so you decide to be a flight attendant. You get the job. COVID comes yes. and messes everything up. So, kind of, what was your mindset when that was happening, and how did that kind of affect the like beginning months of your business? When, like you said, you'd been thinking about it for a while, but then you were kind of in this like between a rock and a hard place. So what yeah. was kind of like the mindset there? So I was obviously disappointed. Yeah. But I was disappointed because I thought I finally found it. Right. My thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought I finally found what I was meant to do. Ever since freshman year of college, I'd have at least two days a week where I just completely break down and cry. Had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And I was constantly, like daily, Googling best jobs for ADHD people mm-hmm. or jobs with flexible hours. Yeah. Um, all sorts of things. Like constantly for years and years and years. I started, I got the job as a flight attendant at 26. So, I mean, do the math. That's a long time. Right. <laughs> um, so I finally landed on flight attendant and I thought those just horrible days were over. And, but then I was back there. Yeah. Googling and soul searching again. So that was the major thing for me. But I wasn't depressed or anything. I mean, everyone was going through COVID stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was special. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it just, that aspect of it, thinking, oh, I was, I'm finally free of this, this, like, who am I? Mm -hmm. But once I started making jewelry, and like I said, it, it started from making one thing just into a business, I was instantly at peace yeah I am so happy now it's just incredible all I've ever wanted was just be truly happy don't need to be super rich yeah I don't want to be famous at all (laughs) right yeah uh I just want to be happy and I thought flight attendant was that for me then it got like smashed down and so I started in October so from March to October I was still back in that googling stressing stage Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I mean, not to mention you're doing that while nobody's hiring yes. anyone. There's not even a job at the restaurant down the street. Like, you're, no. you know, you're in, a, like, a really hard position. I feel like also with flight attendant, flight attendant, like, being being a flight attendant is a job, obviously, but it's a, a really big, like, lifestyle change. So I feel like you were, like, yes. prepping for, like, that yes. whole lifestyle, and then you're like, oh, good, now I can't leave my house. And yeah. I feel like that's really hard. But yeah. what, like, with the timing of that, like, obviously you had a lot of time during COVID. So was it kind of like an all day, every day was like drip kind of thing? Or did you like take it slowly when you started? Um, No, it was all day, every day. No, I was okay. actually nannying two days a week because she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So she was um, 
what you call it, essential employee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. And then it got to a point where I was losing money every time I stepped foot in their house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like, I have all these hours, like six hours probably, here babysitting them when I could be making relationships with customers or Mm -hmm. doing whatever and then I just I grew so fast it um it came to a point where I had to leave them but I told I told her way in advance I'm like you find someone right and then yeah I love these kids they I was I was there for two and a half years because that's what I was doing kind of when I was trying to figure out my life right Mm -hmm. and um I still go babysit them sometimes just because I love them Mm -hmm. yeah but, like, when I have time now. Now I sort of have a little bit of time. But that first year, right. oh, my God, no. Just, like, like, running. Like, 24, well, yeah. 7. Yeah. And, I mean, everything I takes you, time, like, it but... takes you so much longer to do things when you, like, don't, like, when you're still trying to figure out how you want to do them. Then once you, like, yeah. know how everything works, then you are able to, like, understand. Totally. And make things go a little you're faster. Like, I don't know anyone who's, who does this. Yeah. So right. I'm just, just like, figuring it all out really myself. Go, like, ask someone for help. So, yeah. We kind of talked about this, like, a little bit, but when we had, you had this, like, thought process of, um, I want to, like, I really look at these people that are running jewelry businesses, and I'm so, like, jealous of them, and I really want to do this for myself, but, like, I feel like I can't. Was it kind of that, like, necessity of doing it, or, like, how did you kind of get yourself out of that negative mindset of that kind of imposter syndrome? I still have imposter syndrome all the time. Yeah. I still definitely feel that. Um, but I don't think it was really ever a fear problem mm-hmm. to begin with. I think I was just so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and confused about how to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate giving him so much credit, but really, <laughs> he bought me the tools and made me do yeah. it. That's really what it just was. Just that, like, push. Because, yeah, because over the past 10 years... I had bought material multiple times, mm-hmm. multiple times, walk into a jewelry like supply store, buy a bunch of stuff, think, have all these brilliant plans, do nothing with right. it. I even took a trip to New York right after I graduated college, took a trip to New York, was planning on going into all these stores and kind of figuring out getting the supplies and stuff but Mm -hmm. I got there and I was just legit so overwhelmed I didn't even walk into a single jewelry store (laughs) yeah you're like I'm just going on vacation now (laughs) yeah so he just he just um he's an action guy I'm a big picture dreamer person so he gave me the tools literally literally and figuratively Mm -hmm. gave me the tools to do it and I just needed that action person to put something into gear and uh, I'm still trying to hire him, but he's expensive, so we'll see. I love that. And I feel like that's a really, like, that's something that people don't talk about a lot, because I feel like, especially with entrepreneurship, people love the idea of, like, I did it all by myself. I didn't have help from anybody. I didn't, like, nobody helped me. Like, I, you yeah, know, I didn't. Need, I have struggled with that. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't need anything. And I feel like that's just so unrealistic, because obviously you wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for your, like, persistence and your creativity and all of that it's not like my boyfriend is the reason that my business exists you know that's not the case but having those people around you that push you and like believe in you makes the biggest difference and I think that there's so much more value to that than people kind of give it in the sense of like a lot of people like to think that it's just kind of like a one woman or one man show and like that's what's like deemed like I don't like good and whatever but I feel like 
trying to act like anything is really a one woman or one man show is just unrealistic. Like nothing is. You have people around you that are helping you turn those things into action. Yeah. But that's something I need to work on too because I need a lot of help. Yeah. But I don't have it. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to really start trying to Look delegate tasks. Yeah. yeah. Because yes, yes, literally yesterday, I um I had so much stuff to do, just so many things. Not even talking about jewelry orders. Yeah. Like other things to do. And I'm like, I could dele- be delegating so many of these things, but I don't even know how I'm a control freak when it comes to my business. Yes. Because it's like my baby Mm -hmm. and I want to do everything, but I am just wasting time doing this when somebody else could be doing it who isn't ADD and who can actually get stuff done. Like I had this one friend, I know, I have this one friend who I actually did delegate something to her yesterday and she, her name was Anna, she, um was my partner in college for like every school project type thing. Mm-hmm. We built businesses together in school and yeah. all the things. So I, I've always known we'd be great working together, but I gave her stuff. I know she could do some of these tasks that I have to do in half the time. At yeah. Right. Half the time. Wait, it stopped recording. I think. Let's oh. see. No, just kidding. It okay. Me. I can just edit right. that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Um, <laughs> It was like a simple task, but I know she would just figure out a more productive way yeah. to do it and not get sidetracked like I would. So, say 10 hours for her would be 20 hours saved for me. Right. Yeah. And there's also... So I just have to be better about that. There's that level of, like, with, like, your business is your baby and, like, perfectionism. For me, when I've had experiences, like, delegating, um, and this is more like whenever I actually worked worked because my business is just me myself and I right yeah. now but um I feel like sometimes letting go of that control the other person not only can they do it faster but they're not as like thinking of every single option Connected. in their head of how yeah. they're like yep. like it's yep. not like for yep. me everything I do I'm like is this good enough for my business but when other people do it I'm like that looks awesome yeah. I love it like know. you know and so they're not overthinking oh I struggle with that so right. hard yeah it's a well, really hard so thing I also do. think that there's like an aspect of like I don't I don't know the best word for it but all I can think of is like ego like if you let yourself Mm -hmm. you like you let that like barrier of like really like control because I have such an issue with control it's like insane um Mm -hmm. but if you let that like part of yourself like kind of like relax and you hand that to someone else like you said with your friend like they can do it faster or maybe they're more skilled in it than you are so like Mm -hmm. yeah you don't have the control of it but like katie said you're gonna get the product back and or the service or whatever they're doing and be like oh my god this looks amazing and then you're Mm -hmm. able to just kind of like focus on the things that you are skilled at because just because you're a small business owner doesn't mean you need to be skilled in like literally every aspect like that's why you hire Mm -hmm. like a cpa because Mm -hmm. you don't know how to do Mm -hmm. taxes like don't struggle for months on end trying to do your taxes if you don't know how to do it like if you have the fun obviously that's you know a privileged thing to say but if you have the funds hire someone else because they're going to do it faster and better than you so yeah that's something that i that i listen to a lot of business podcasts and that's something that has just been repeated over and over like you need to hire someone now yeah now mm-hmm. like I know I do and I do ha- I do have someone who helps me with 
little things like packaging right. mm-hmm. and um right now she's doing inventory so mm-hmm. things like that right and she helps me with pop-ups she's a great little salesperson but i really need someone who is like in the excel sheets yeah and mm-hmm. doing the coding on the website stuff because i i could figure it out and that's my other thing it's like i know i can figure uh, it out the same oh way. my god it took me four months right. yeah <laughs> Someone else yeah. could have done it. That's I'm, way I less could, time. I could all. I can always do it. I'll always be able yep. to figure it out. But it might be slightly wrong, and it will take me months. So it's just like. Exactly. Right. exactly. At what cost? It's like I could have just paid someone. Yeah. And think about all the time I would have saved. So time is money. Exactly. So like I was about really, to say, like you were saying earlier, yep. like whenever you set foot in the house of the people you were nannying, you were losing money. It's like at what point is you not hiring somebody making you lose money? Right. I also. I like, how do you hire someone, though? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's very easy. It's easier said than done. But also, I was listening yeah. to um, the H3 podcast when Brittany Broski was on, and they were talking about hiring managers. Obviously, that's, like, a different, you know, mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. But they were talking about how, like, you have, like, all of us, I would say, are creative people, and you have to put in, like, creative energy into designing products or doing social media or doing, like, whatever the hell we're doing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> when you, like, I think people just as a society, um, we kind of undervalue the amount of energy that it takes to be, like, a creative person. Like, just mm-hmm, because, yeah. like, I don't know. I just think 20 hours of creative work, that sounds exhausting to me. Like, 20 hours of, mm-hmm. like, of, like, creative ideas sounds absolutely, like, horrible but then if I were to do 20 hours of just, like, some Monday task, yeah, it's a little bit boring, but I'm going to be able to, like, whiz through that and just kind of, like, zone out. So I think, like, valuing... The- I'm the opposite. Yeah. I- there you go. People are different. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. I am total opposite. I had to close my computer yesterday at 1 o'clock and take a bath because I was so overwhelmed with the online stuff I was trying to do. I was, I'm trying to basically build like a whole new platform, website platform specifically for wholesale. And it's just like mm-hmm. a whole mess. Right. Oh, yeah. That was just one task yeah. that I had yesterday. I closed my laptop, took a bath because I'm like, it is too early for wine. So closed the laptop, took a bath, was like, I need a little break. Mm-hmm. But if I was creating, I can just go and go and go and go and go. Mm. So that's why I need someone like you. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah do exactly. I can... If I have a podcast on or, like, some long YouTube video, because I think, like, Pinterest for me is, like, not creative in any sense. Um, no offense, Pinterest. But if I have a YouTube video on, I will go on Pinterest and do all my Eat Smarter pins for hours. So, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm yeah. the same way. No, I, I do. The Pinterest thing, yeah, I, I can feel that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is sort of a science. Yes. Yeah. And it's, like, so. the, the monotonous tasks for me are the things that I, like, mm-hmm. don't have to use my brain for. I'm, like, I could do this for hours. Yeah. But anytime, know, if I'm making, like, a social media post, I'm, like, let me spend actually one hour making this and then let me actually yes. hate it. And then I have to take, like, a three-hour break and then I have to go back and I'll spend two more hours and hate it. Yep. And then I'll just force myself to post it. Yep. But. And then the thing. Oh, that- I noticed, I noticed yesterday I have 67 Reels drafts. Oh, my God. <laughs> so clearly I'm in that boat. I'll you, make I'll make the whole thing and I'm like, oh I don't like this. You need to post one. I might day look at it a month later days. and decide. I, I know, I'm like, hmm, are these are these any good? Maybe I can actually I did actually last night I posted one that's been in my dress forever. That's like, hilarious. Okay, I we can use these. <laughs> um okay, so kind of we've talked a little bit about 
the yeah. idea of entrepreneurship. But obviously a lot of people think that that's kind of like the risky choice, the scary choice. Um, but I think it can actually be a really smart choice for a lot of people and the lifestyle they live or kind of the way that they want to live their day to day. So what are the specific benefits or reasons that you like working for yourself rather than like working for somebody else? Yes. Okay. So my, I'm an ENFP. That's Mm -hmm. my personality type. And that's, you know, another one of those things that I Googled and Googled for years and years. Mm -hmm. Uh, but being an entrepreneur aligns a lot with just my personality Mm -hmm. and how things make sense to me. So that right off the bat, that makes sense just with my personality. I don't have a boss. I set my own hours. Mm -hmm. Everything is perfect for me. I I can do things how I want. I can use LOL and emojis and emails Mm -hmm. if I want to, and no one can tell me I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm personally in charge of how much money I can make Mm -hmm. and how many hours I work. Um, The money, not necessarily, because not all my efforts immediately right right but you know you can stop working when you want to stop working yeah yeah and i'm in the growth phase right Right. now and i'm spending so much money like so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so much time and i'm just like going crazy 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 because i want to grow as big as i can right now because i do want to have kids Mm -hmm. and i want to slow down so i want to have like a solid business so that in five years sustainable growth it's kind of running a little bit more on autopilot Mm -hmm. than it is now and like yesterday I closed my computer at one o'clock and took a bath yeah I could not do that at a nine-to-five job I couldn't say peace out I'm gonna go take a bath and Mm -hmm. maybe work later or not (laughs) Yeah. For me, I feel like it's like one of the best things is, and I've talked to my therapist about this so much, is I can work at 6 a.m. if I wake up and I could stop working at noon or I can work at like 8 p.m. to like 11 if I feel like it, which a lot of times I do. But the time that I do not like to work ever is 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. to about 5 p.m. Like that's just not going to work for me. Like I just don't like doing it. Um, And so I'm able to like make my own schedule and it makes me do like better work because I'm able to pick whatever I feel like working yes. to do my work. Yes. So. And sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night. So I don't work from home anymore because I decided um I literally never saw my boyfriend ever when I didn't work. Mm-hmm. When I didn't live with him. Mm-hmm. Um so I work out of my mom's house mm-hmm. and I live somewhere else. So it's sort of like working from home because I but not right. really. But the benefit, though, is that when I was working from home, and I'm going to again in the future, I love working from home. If I can't sleep at three in the morning, I can go get a project done. Mm -hmm. Then I can go back to sleep and sleep in if I want to. Yeah. And I can just crawl into the other room and do it. Right. Yeah. And then, like, with her house, if I did want to go there, I could go in the middle of the night. In Baton Rouge, especially, it's not exactly safe to go to your office at midnight and go work so that is a huge benefit for me just that flexibility yeah and I feel like you mentioned like you have ADHD and I feel like we've we've talked about like neurodivergent Mm -hmm. people on this podcast and like productivity and stuff like that um kind of in the sense of working from home but I feel like having even just knowing that you have that flexibility it takes that stress off of you and like doesn't make you feel like you have to like like yeah like force yourself to be working like these hours because I know uh, one of the things that I learned from like 
growing up and having internships and things is I feel like when I was younger, I thought that people who had nine to fives worked nine to five with like a one hour break. But a lot of times you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, like what's my next task? You know, and there's none of that when you're working for yourself. If you're done, you're done. Like, yeah, I get to decide how it's great long things take. Yeah. And it, I could, n- I, I, the, I, I don't remember if I said this or not, but I had one real quote unquote nine to five it was actually like six to four mm-hmm. but I was miserable was crying every day yeah I only lasted three months because I wanted to hit that three month marker I really I could have quit after like week one yeah but I wanted to hit th- the three month <laughs> marker um and half of the time I'm in there I'm just like what do I do and I'm so bored mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. bored all the time so for this I have a million projects I could be working on. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it. It'll get done at a later date. And like you said, like, once you're done, you're done. Or for me, there's always something. Yeah, so if I want to keep going, that just means I'll be growing faster or doing whatever faster. Or I can slow it down if I feel like right. it. Right, yeah. Yeah, and that's like... I can sign up for one less project. Right, exactly. <laughs> or one less thing. Yeah, I was I was reading a blog post, I think, or maybe I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember. Um, but it was talking about the benefit... Actually, I think it was Jordan Heffler's blog post. The benefits of, like, entrepreneurship. And like you said, the whole income thing, there's not... Not only can you... Like, you're kind of in control based on, like, how much time you're putting in, but there's also no mm-hmm. cap on how much money you can make. So you can yeah. come up with a course and add that on. You can have another... Yep. You know, like, grab another project, whatever. So I feel like... Obviously, don't work yourself into the ground, but there's also the benefits of knowing that, like, you have the ability to do that. And I think especially you talked about, like, having kids. Alexis and I have talked about this, especially when she was mm-hmm. here a week, last week, week and a half ago. I don't know. Two weeks ago. Um, yeah, about, like, the benefits of that. That feels like it was yesterday. I know, literally. Yeah. The benefits of being <laughs> able to, like, knowing that choosing, like, an entrepreneurial Eventually. path. Yeah, kind of means that you'll be able to control that and have more control over your hours whenever you do like your life hopefully I know, you know hopefully because <laughs> yeah, my right. my dad is an entrepreneur and um he's he's very successful now but oh my god when we were kids he was in grind mode mm-hmm. like full-on grind mode right so he wasn't around a lot but I did see that Mm-hmm. And I know that's not what I want. Right. So I'm trying to do it now. Right. Yeah. But he also had his first kid much, much younger than us. Right. Yeah. So I also, I want to mention also for people that are not small business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever, service providers. Um, I, I mean, I have like the podcast, but I think like long term, I don't really, I mean, never say never, but I don't know how much entrepreneurial stuff I'll be doing. But um, mm-hmm. since I think I might be going more into a corporate sense, but or corporate field, but um, I definitely want to work from home. And that yeah. is something mm-hmm. that Katie and I talked about a lot as well, that, like, when I do have kids, like, I had a single mom. My dad and my mom are divorced, and my dad was in or is in the military, so he was gone a lot. And so if I got sick, my mom was just kind of shit out of luck and had mm-hmm, to, yeah. you know, thankfully she eventually got a job where it was kind of like hybrid. She could like take, you know, the rest of the day mm-hmm. at home. Um, mm-hmm. But in the beginning, that wasn't really an option. And so that is something that's super important to me that 
you know, because people will say like, oh, you get to spend more time with your kids when you work from home. Mm, not really. Um, no, oh my God, they'd be such a Yeah, not really. Mm-hmm. But no. I think like just having that like life flexibility of like, yeah. if your kid wakes up in the morning, even if it's like a teenager and it's like, I'm not, I feel sick. I'm not going to school. Like you still want to be there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like exactly. they can fend for themselves, but you still want to be there. So just, yeah. 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 When you could potentially even be like, say if they're having just like a horrible mental health day or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, let's go do something fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to go do something fun with your kid in the middle of the day, right. and then you're just going to get your your work done on Saturday instead. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the beauty of right. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so as you've grown your business, it's kind of getting into more of the technical side of things, but you mentioned, yeah. and I know, that you always been really purposeful about making sure your products are great quality and kind of stand the test of time so talk a little bit about your testing process and how you choose the materials for your jewelry because I know it's extensive yes okay so I am I think a year and a half into this so the quality just keeps getting better and better Mm -hmm. because I'm learning um I also have learned that you can't believe I mean duh but you can't believe everything you read online (laughs) so I would trust that these brands were selling me the material that they claim it was, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started really testing the things. Cause I'm like, wait a second. You said this is gold filled, which means gold filled means it has to be at least 5% gold. Mm-hmm. Whereas gold plated can be 0.05%. Mm-hmm. So it's just a ton more gold, which means it lasts longer because gold lasts. So, that's when I realized I needed to actually like kind of test this and have a um, major whatever. I can't think of what I was trying to say, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so now I have a few distinct places where I get the stuff. Cause I'm like, okay, they're tried and true, right. but I still test. So the way I test things is on my own body mm-hmm. um, and a few friends, I'll make them try new materials or whatever never take it off like you shower swim spray sunscreen onto it spray mm. perfume onto it purposefully try to mess it up mm-hmm. to see how how long it can really last so that's one way then i've also done um in the beginning i was doing like a salt water test i would soak yeah. it in salt water for like three weeks and see what it looked like um but i discovered the weirdest test method which surprisingly but not surprisingly it's really hard to google how to tarnish jewelry like there's no (laughs) no one is trying to do that (laughs) so i finally figured it out and boiled eggs so (laughs) boiled eggs (laughs) release sulfuric acid Mm -hmm. and that tarnishes jewelry so i boil some eggs i crush them up and put a bunch of jewelry in it and put it in a ziploc bag (laughs) stick it outside for two weeks Then I check it. The way oh that, my God, that must it's disgusting. smell when you open that up. I wear a respirator. No, I actually wear a respirator because oh my God. it is that bad. Like, when I take off the respirator and I have my gloves or whatever, like, throwing those away, I'm still, like, puking. Oh, my God. Um, I need to do another video of me doing that because it's honestly that comical. hilarious. Um, it's disgusting, <laughs> but it works because I have seen... I'll, I usually put in something that I know is going to tarnish so I can see mm-hmm. the difference. Um, and I can see it. I can see, like, this is just 
a mess right. yeah. of material. And then this thing just has some little eggs in it, so I'm going to wash that off and look at it. Yeah. <laughs> look at it. Right. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not using that to sell. Right. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, you're not getting the people boiled eggs. the egg jewelry. <laughs> no, no. I think some people actually are confused by that because one time I posted something that's like, I've been wearing this for four weeks. Like, who wants it? Like, no, no, not this one. Not Just this. The, the material. This one is mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, this style. Like, you want, like, this. Yeah. And people were like, oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's going off my body. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not the one that's been in the eggs for two weeks in Louisiana heat. No. That's, yeah, for, like, oh, my God. And in the rain and everything. Like, it's got all the elements. All up in that there. That literally gives me chills. <laughs> yeah, no, it's disgusting. But it works. And so that's yeah. how I know this stuff is going to last you Mm -hmm. and yeah it and I did switch over before I was just doing gold filled and then I saw a bunch of people using stainless steel I had tried it before it wasn't lasting but Mm -hmm. then I found like the solution or the hack with it you have to specifically get the vacuum plated so it's like literally the gold is vacuumed onto Mm vacuum sealed onto the stainless steel mm-hmm. or ion bonded so it's chemically bonded onto there mm-hmm. those are the ones that really last so just gold plated stainless steel mm-hmm. isn't that great but it's that specific type so now when i buy stainless steel because it is cheaper so i'm able to make things more affordable for people i have to use that type but i had to test that for a while because right. that was a whole new thing yeah right. and i have two anklets on actually right now that are stainless steel because that was a newer thing at the time. I think I've been wearing them for eight months. And I'm like, all right, wow. we're good. This is pretty right. good. <laughs> I love that. I love that you put so much like thought into it. And another yeah. piece of thought that you have that we also love is the like size inclusivity and the customization yes. that you offer. So what kind of prompted you to focus on that in your business? Um, so like I said in the beginning just being inclusive in general mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is important to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why being hypoallergenic. Right. I don't want anyone who has sensitive ears to not be able to wear this. Mm-hmm. I've had people who swore they could only wear solid gold. I said, try it. Now they're hooked. They're multiple repeat customers. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. So, I have yeah, just earrings have... in right now. And I, like, oh, yeah? I'm wearing them literally as we're recording. Yay! Yeah. But I usually, like, especially if I sleep in earrings that are not, like, literally, like, solid gold or like like I can't and my ears will like bleed but yeah mine go like green and like swell yeah I can attest these these work and these do not make me feel see there we go there we go and that is why I do the egg test it's why I put myself through that so people like you can wear affordable (laughs) stuff yeah we love the egg test can wear affordable jewelry Mm -hmm. that isn't gross anyways back to the back to that um I've had people say that they can't buy jewelry because of their size, mm-hmm. and that's bullshit. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. That is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand. I do understand from a profit standpoint, it right. is hard to be inclusive. It's easier to only offer the common sizes, but if I have to profit less to be inclusive, so be it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think. I it should, I don't think it's fair. Or makes any sense that you can't wear jewelry because of your size? Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. So, and I've created loyal customers that way. I have people who meet me and they're like, oh my God, I never find bracelets. 
that fit my tiny wrists. Mm-hmm. I was just, so I was literally just about to say, yeah. I, this is something that I yeah. can personally attest to that I have, I'm not even five foot. And so therefore <laughs> my ring size is like four to five, depending on the finger. Mm-hmm. And then my wrist is like, I need like a five, six inch bracelet. Um, yeah. And so, like, I can never go on, like, Amazon and buy, like, a ring or a bracelet or anything like that. Um, or even a fancy store. They yeah. Do way bigger yeah, too. exactly. But when I – I remember I texted um, – Katie was texting me about, like, what size are you for, like, your jewelry. And I was like, she won't have my size. And she's like, no, she will. And then I was, like, four <laughs> to five. And then I was, like, still shocked that – I mean, I love the – especially um, if you have skinty fingers like me, um, you should look at the um, pearl or the beaded rings yeah. that AK has because those ones are really nice because they, like, truly fit on, like, any – not any finger. Like, you still have to have it sized. But, like, it really will fit because even, like, mm-hmm. for me, I'll get, like, a ring. Like, this one is, like, not small enough. Um so is that your engagement ring yeah Yeah, we need to fix yeah i know know. i'm like i have we'll have to talk afterwards because i really have no idea like what i want for my wedding band that's why i haven't sized it because i might wear Uh, i might wear it on this and then get another one here um but anyways yeah good for the tiny handed people yeah so but then on the other side i have people say they can never find affordable rings in a size 10 Mm mm-hmm so I have both both ends of the spectrum. Right. And those are more of the extremes, but necklaces. Necklaces usually come in like a 16 or an 18. That's kind of standard for jewelry places. 16 for me is even too short. Yeah. Like I don't like, like with a pendant. I don't like pendant necklaces at 16. It hits me like right in that little hole. This, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, not comfy. Don't like that. Yeah. But for a tiny person, 16 is, like, long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, even my sister, my sister was only wanting to buy earrings for me because she didn't think she would fit into the necklaces. I'm like, girlfriend, I make this stuff. <laughs> right. Like, my hands. Of course. Of course. I will make it to fit you. I know what you look like. Right. I'm going to make it longer. Right. Um, And that's just something that I am really passionate about. But unfortunately, I... I need to be better about showing it mm-hmm. because all my models are volunteers mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. usually the little tiny cuties that want to volunteer. Right. So I don't have as many plus sized. I really don't have any true plus size models. models. I have people who are standard size, right. bigger, but not, not true plus size. And, and I can do the true, a true plus size piece I can do a 24 inch necklace just like the 16 inch one Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I don't know just being inclusive and not making anyone feel bad about themselves or not just bad about themselves just being inconvenienced yeah exactly not fitting in my stuff yeah or getting a rash like we don't want any of that yeah and I feel like all of that like the testing that you like the time that you put into that and then the thought behind all of this it's just like a really like I I know as somebody who shops with you like I know I can trust you to create something not only that will last but something that's gonna like be exactly what I want but you don't have to pay three thousand dollars for like a custom piece of jewelry so it's yeah very awesome um 
obviously, I, I hope we've converted everybody listening to a customer. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll make you whatever you want. I do customs. <laughs> um, but for the last question before random questions, um, just to kind of sum everything up, what is your best like little nugget of advice for somebody who feels like they can't find the job for them and they're kind of scared to chase their big kind of lofty dream? Do it. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Um, message me on Instagram if this is you. I'll give you a sound number to call me. Mm-hmm. I have never been happier in my life to finally be doing what I always knew I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just didn't. I, I just I just didn't. I, I, before. I knew I wanted to do it. And so if that's you, let me talk to you. It's so worth it. And if you fail, you fail. Mm-hmm. Do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Start small. That's I, I started pretty small. I didn't invest a lot of money in the beginning. I still, to this day, I just for the first time ordered um, a thousand clasps because I usually get like smaller batches at a time because like, what if I just run, like, run out of business? Right. Yeah, run out <laughs> right. of business all of a sudden. So I just ordered like the huge bulk order of them because it's way cheaper to do right. that. But I haven't been doing it because of fear. fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but. Same. Start smaller, you know. If if it's a product based business, don't go crazy and buy right. all yeah, of the stuff to make it. Yeah. Start smaller, then keep going. Once you see that there's traction, keep going. But just just go for it. Um, yeah. I if I didn't, I probably would be a flight attendant now because they did reach back out to me. You're like sorry. Of course, <laughs> they reached back. They I know they reached out in May. So almost a year later um and may was my sixth month or my seven month mm-hmm. and that's when i like really grew that was right. my biggest that was mm-hmm. my, my first ten thousand dollar month like i really grew that month yeah um and of, of course it's when they reached out because mm-hmm. at first i was thinking i could do both mm-hmm. but then they reached out like you know i cannot do both. Yeah. i'm working all day every day yeah there's no way yeah so if i didn't start i probably would be doing being a flight attendant which would be fun but it's not exactly the lifestyle that I wanted yeah right totally different thing yeah well I love that um okay so random question only one um yeah very on brand very easy one okay what is your favorite everyday piece of jewelry I guess this is not easy for you okay because you were no it's not easy at all um (laughs) (laughs) not easy at all um my favorite so I have my my soft spot for the first thing I ever made Mm -hmm. it's called the rec drop Mm -hmm. Um, Rec Drop 2.0 is actually so it's 2.0 now because my first one was on, on a different chain. Mm-hmm. It looks the same, but I found a higher quality mm-hmm. one, so I switched it. So now it's 2.0. Um, and then the earring version, I do love those. First thing I did, so it's like my little baby, and it's the most popular thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a great everyday piece, but it's an everyday piece that you can dress up, yeah, right. because they're fancy looking. So you really could wear them with like a ball gown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just the chain rings. Yeah. I think those are really my favorite I thing. I really like those. They are just little pieces of chain on a ring, and you can just stack them all up together. And I like being able to look at my jewelry. Mm-hmm. So things on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it all day. Yeah. I can't see my earrings and my necklaces as much. Yeah. So I like looking at it. I'm like constantly staring at my hand. I love Every that. time I have to like punch in a number to get into the gate why am i so I, why do i love I'm my like jewelry why am i staring. so cute <laughs> i, I know i'm I like looking at myself I'm like do i need to take a picture of this like gosh this is so cute that's so funny i love that <laughs> um okay mine is 
my grandma's ring. I'm not wearing it right now because I have not even gotten ready this morning. Um, but it was, it's like a cocktail ring. It, it People say, like, I've had actually well, only one person has ever said it looks like an engagement ring. It was Alexis's friend. He was like, look, he was like, what is that? Are you engaged? And I was like, no. Then he was like, was it a boy? Yes. Yeah. He's also very dramatic. Okay. No, he was like, never. Do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And he was like, never show that to a boy because he'll never be able to top that. I was like, okay, you're literally so dramatic. Um, but it's a cocktail ring and it's like a big circle um, and it has like. I think I saw it. Yeah, it yeah. has like diamonds kind of in a circle. Um, it's obviously very pretty, but I just love it because it was my grandma's um, and mm-hmm. it's big and shiny and pretty. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what I used to do before I started my own stuff. I wore fancy earrings like my grandma's Mm -hmm. rings then I had a ring that I got from 18th birthday that I wore Mm -hmm. for almost yeah 18th birthday I wore it for over five years every single day Mm -hmm. yeah um so that's that's me I love family Alexa probably you know yeah yeah. I was gonna say and like I Austin gets (laughs) Austin gets mad at me because like Mm -hmm. I literally put my hand out and like I'm looking at it and I will not lie I've definitely not almost gotten in car accidents but I've definitely, like, started driving off the road a little bit because I'm, like, looking at my engagement My ring's so shiny. So yeah, I'm, like, oh my God, like so pretty. Yeah, it is really He gets really annoyed. Yeah. But oh, I do. That's hilarious. And actually, funny story, I found, like, I was going through my, I don't know if I already said this on the podcast, whatever. Um, I was going through my, like, notes app, and I, like, de- was deleting, like, a bunch of, um, like, old random, like, links that I had. And I found this link, mm-hmm. and it just said, like, ring, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I clicked on it, and it was literally an engagement ring, same exact thing, just green. And I had saved it in, like, 2016, and I was like, oh my God. okay, I love that. all right, I got the right ring. The yep. way I also don't yep. know if you've said that on the podcast, because I heard you tell that story to, like, three different people while you're here. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I... So I know, that's that's my problem, too. It's like, who did <laughs> I tell <laughs> this to? Who have I... Um, okay, well, AK, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself, tell everybody where they can find you on socials, your website, all that good stuff. Yes, okay, so my website is dripjewelry.com. Um, my Instagram, unfortunately, is not just drip jewelry because somebody owns that account and they have zero posts and Instagram does not care and does not want to give it to me, but (laughs) my Instagram is dripjewelry by AK. And my TikTok is drip jewelry. I'm not on there very much, but I need I need up that. Um, yeah, that's my stuff. Amazing. Um, and we'll have all of that linked in the show notes if you want to shop. But definitely follow on social so you can see the next um, egg testing video real um but thank you guys for listening be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes and then follow us on tiktok at check your aesthetic and over on instagram at check your aesthetic podcast and our personal accounts katie creative co alexis adams aldrich and drip jewelry by ak and we will talk to you next week bye guys Bye. bye bye